Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here, learning to listen to God, meditate on whatever He says, and respond to Him in prayer. Follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast provider. I'm thankful for you as a follower of this podcast. Share it with a friend so they can start their day right too. In season three, we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some that are lesser known or harder to pray. You've done wrong. You don't want to admit it. How long do you keep quiet about it? Psalm 32 presents that exact circumstance and then trains us in the best way to handle it. It also shows us what happens when we delay or deceive ourselves. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process you can download at wordofprayer.com. There's a small group of seven psalms called the Penitential Prayers, which the early church prayed at times of seeking God's forgiveness, especially during the 40 days of fasting before Easter, known as Lent. We've already looked at two of these on verse 15. Psalm 6, five episodes back, and Psalm 143, back in season 1. The remaining psalms in this mini-collection include Psalms 38, 51, 103, 130, several of which we plan to cover in this season. If you didn't catch all seven, I'll include them in the show notes. Probably the most famous or familiar of these is Psalm 51, both because of the intensity of the poetry and due to the heading that informs us it was prayed by David after Nathan the prophet confronted him over his sin with Bathsheba. Each one of these prayers has a lament over our personal or collective sin that helps us express it and restore our relationship with God. Listen to Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is hidden. Blessed is the one that Yahweh does not record their iniquity and in whose spirit is no deception. Because I kept silent, my bones wasted away with my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My life force was dried up as in the heat of summer. Then I made my sin known to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will acknowledge my transgressions to Yahweh, and you, you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are devout pray to you in time to find you. Surely when many waters flow, they shall not reach them. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will advise you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or mule which have no understanding, whose bit and bridle are a fancy harness to control them, or they won't come near you. The ungodly will have many troubles. But those who trust in Yahweh, faithful love will surround them. Be glad in Yahweh and rejoice, you righteous people. 
and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Do we need to emphasize how serious sin is? The consequences are grave. I mean, death, literally. And they reach beyond the grave. A quick refresher for us. Psalm 1 told us the way of sinners and the wicked will perish, meaning they are doomed. Psalm 14, just three episodes back, told us God looks down from heaven to see if there are any who seek God, and there are none. No one does good, not even one. That's Psalm 14, verses 1 through 3. Psalm 5 and Psalm 36 both echo the same message. And it's interesting, when the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Romans, wants to state emphatically that all have sinned, whether Jews or non-Jews, those under the law and those apart from the law, he quotes all of these verses from Psalms in Romans 3. Now, Psalm 32 is not just talking about being aware of sin. Verses 3 and 4 picture someone who is aware of sin and refuses to acknowledge it. Listen again. Because I kept silent, my bones wasted away with my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My life force was dried up as in the heat of summer. Look at the consequences of holding sin in. Physical, mental, and spiritual suffering as the life force just drains out of you. The word in Hebrew is literally the, the life moisture. So it's, it's just like you're becoming dried up, which again takes us right back to Psalm 1 that describes the wicked as dried out shells or the hole, the chaff from the grain that is just blown away by the wind, completely dried. What should we do? Repent! Run to God! Listen again to verses 5-7. through seven. Then I made known my sin to you, and I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will acknowledge my transgressions to Yahweh, and you, you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all who are devout pray to you in time to find you. Surely, when many waters flow, they shall not reach them. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. So, again, that word transgressions in verse 5 is actually talking about willing or knowing sin. sin that, something we know that is wrong. We know it's sin, and we do it anyway. We transgress. So there's interesting comparisons here. Sin drains us out. It dries us out until there's no life left. And yet, sin can also be like the mighty waters rising up to flood us, to make us drown, basically, and again, lose our life. So sin is no laughing matter. It is literally a matter of death if we don't deal with it. What should we do? As I said, Repent. The sooner, the better. Don't hold on to it. Don't hang on to your pride. Do not let sin have the upper hand with you. Notice the contrast with prolonging our own suffering, like verse 5 talks about, 
and how quickly God forgives. When I made known my sin to you and didn't hide it, and I said, I'll acknowledge it, it says, you, you forgave the guilt of my sin. And that pronoun, the you, is repeated, it's emphasized in Hebrew, it's emphatic. Just, it's almost like stammering, like, you, you, God, I can't believe it. It's like, how I was holding on to it so long, and I didn't want to admit it, and I was just nursing it, and it was just eating me alive from the inside. But when I confessed it, you, you forgave me. It was like, it was quick, immediate. I was saved. Then a word of wisdom, verses 8 through 10, give us wise counsel from a mentor who is speaking like with the mouth of God. And remember these words, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will advise you with my eye upon you. Don't be like the horse or mule, which have no understanding. A bit and bridle are used to control them, or they won't come near you. The ungodly will have many troubles, but those who trust in Yahweh, faithful love will surround them. There is some wise counsel for us. Don't harden your heart. Don't bow your back. Don't become stubborn about your sin. Don't act like the horse and the mule when they don't have a bit and a bridle to control them. God doesn't want to treat us like we're domestic animals that need to be led around by a bit and bridle. He wants us to live with freedom, but we also have to use our freedom responsibly and choose to honor him and not to take sin lightly, not to choose our own way and go against his ways, against his law. Finally, the, the psalm ends on a high note, which is where it also started. Sin is lethal and deadly, but it doesn't have the final word. God has the first and the last word. So listen again. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is hidden. Blessed is the one that Yahweh does not record their iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deception. That's verses 1 and 2. That's how the psalm opens, and then how it closes. Verse 11, listen again. Be glad in Yahweh, and rejoice, you righteous people, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. It's a tremendous prayer that leads us to forgiveness and urges us not to nurse our sin or hold on to it and just keep quiet, but to, the quicker the better to acknowledge it, to confess it, to deal with it. And God is so quick to respond and to forgive us and just relieve us of the burden of carrying that around. Pray with me. God, blessed be your name. You forgive our sin, everyone. You hide it, and it is not remembered or held against us. You give us strength to fight sin as it tries to reclaim us in its final death throes. And you forgive us quickly, immediately, when we finally call on you and confess our wrong. You are amazing, amazing love. Thank you, God. Amen. I mentioned Paul's use of Psalms in Romans 3. He also quotes directly from Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2, the two lines about blessed is the one whose sin is forgiven. He quotes that in Romans 4, verses 7 and 8. 
So for the application today, I just want to encourage you, look up Psalm 32, verses 1 and 2 in your own Bible or on a Bible app. Uh, you can go to my Twitter feed. I, I mean, there's, it's, I've got it out there, and I just want you to find these verses, memorize them, write it out by hand on a card, and meditate on the blessing of forgiveness. Confess to God any sin that you might have been holding back. Ask Him to make it clear to you so He can hide it permanently. Today's episode is brought to you by God Help Me Grow, learning to pray through the Psalms, which you can find on Amazon or we link to it in the show notes. Until next time, keep listening to God's Word. Live in the blessing of forgiveness.